Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another Lion's Den with Seth. Y'all know it's looking crazy. I am not in my normal studio. Y'all already know this, right? Out of town, trying to take care of some business, but it's all good. It's all good. Hopefully, y'all having a great, 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 great weekend. Hit the share button, y'all, so we can make sure we get the word out. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you go to Facebook. If you're watching this on Facebook and click Facebook forward slash StreamYard so you can let us know where you're at in the city shout out what's going on patrick young right kansas city in the house that's what it is y'all that's what it is y'all this is going to be a great great show y'all so what we do is on the lion's den we talk about all things that's growth and development that also impacts the community and then we apply some action to it so today we're doing what we do every once in a while trying to catch each other up with the uh the hot topics and the the discussions in the den, and it is many of them. All right, what's going on? What's going on, Miss Nadine? Y'all all the way in the UK. What's up? What's up? What's up? But yes, y'all, make sure you hit the share button so we can get it in, family. This is what we do. Of course, I couldn't do this without the crew. Big Herm, what's popping, man? How you feeling, bro? Man, what's going on, bro? I'm good, man. Uh, everything, everything is everything, man. Wrapping up a week. How you doing? Yeah. How was how was your weekend, man? It was good. You know, I got to come out there and kick it with y'all. It was good to kick it with all, all the guys at one time. You know what I'm saying? We don't get to do that a lot, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is true. That but everything true. was good, bro. You know, I really can't complain about nothing. Yeah, man. It was um it was a real good time, man. It was a real good time. And just seeing people, you know, in the the retirement, having people connect, yeah. man, and we just yeah. going out and getting it in. Yeah. It was just a great, great time, man. It's good seeing you. How was everything, though? How's the fam? Good, man. Yeah. Got to give a shout out to uh, to Colonel Reed, you know what I'm saying, on a job well done for his retirement. Yes. And, you know, he was a previous guest here on the uh, previous guest here on the show. And uh, so, you know, give him a shout out and wish yes. him the best when he's on, it, on, on his way to his next venture. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Shout out. This brother was getting it in. And listen, those that don't know, this young man was still able to teach the whole world or everybody that was there to see how to duck. I'm so glad that nobody recorded that, but he got it in. Big Larry, what's <laughs> popping, man? How you feeling? What's going on? They actually did record it. I saw it. Oh, somebody oh said yeah, it we need to play that, man. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah, that's one the city. How was your weekend, bro? My day was good. I spent like the first four hours, I guess, uh, doing a coaches meeting. We're getting ready to start coaching uh, 10 U football for my school, for, nice. uh, my, for the fifth grader. So getting that going. Okay. Good, good night last night, man. And I guess it took a couple of us down, a couple of us brothers <laughs> can't hang today. But uh, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a good weekend, man. It was good to see, especially Herm coming up, your cousin in town, man. It was, it was good to, to have the crew together. Are you talking about Jeffrey? Man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does not look like hey, Jeffrey. man, man, look yeah, like Jeffrey, man. He look like Jeffrey, man. I fooled Hopefully a couple people on my Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> silly, silly. Well, anyway, y'all. Hey, so ladies and gentlemen, we got a guest host today, and I don't have my my uh sound effects, so I need y'all to help us on out. And listen, this and as a matter of fact, before we put him on out there, I want to let y'all know anything that he says, okay, is not a direct reflection of what he do of the United States military. He's coming on as a regular comrade, right? Part of the lion's den, okay? Y'all give it up for Mr. General Terrence Adams, y'all. Hey, yo. Hey, hey, how you doing? What's going on, brother? Oh, so so you pulling you pulling us a a, a car feed today? Hey, I am multitasking. That's I, what I'm talking about. Know, um, you know, because of what happened with all the stuff with the Civil War, the military is looking to rename bases. So okay. uh, we are uh, in the process. The commission has come out. So I'm actually I just had my salad with General Lieutenant General retired Greg mm-hmm. and. Fort Lee is going to be renamed after him. So I'm right. 
Whitbridge having dinner with him and said I wanted to drop in with you all for a couple of shakes and check in and see what y'all doing in the Lions then. Oh man, that's you right. know what? That's a we do that's appreciate that. Listen, eating your salad to come back in to get in the den, right? With such a you know, we've been trying to do this for a while. I was like, this thing dropped in, and you know, he's getting old, he's so he's like in his 90s, right? Mm -hmm. And so Word. I, I got why we still have him alive and just wanted to check in with him. Uh he's been a, a good mentor for so many people, and it's not often you get a base named after. Um, somebody who's still alive. So, Absolutely. And then a Lieutenant Colonel female, if you heard of the whole uh, 688 Postal Squadron, the folks in the all-black female unit in World War II, yeah. uh, they, they had that morale, that, uh, that their motto was no male, low morale. And so they were got in, into World War II, warehouse full of, uh, of mail, and these black women were able to get that mail out. And so now United States and Congress just recognized them with a congressional gold medal uh, down in Montgomery, Alabama. Aries, uh, Minister the Wing Commander there, she's going to host the last, uh, well, the oldest living one. She's 102 years old. So on the 26th of July, I'm giving you, I'm dropping a lot of bombs. The 26th of July, which is the 74th anniversary of the executive order, executive order 9981, that integrated the military what? we have to remember that somebody you know the the military was segregated you know during all the other wars and back then in in uh, july 26 1948 one year after the, uh, the the birth of the air force was when president truman signed this executive order and it was the order that pretty much opened up integration across america so we want to start celebrating that. That's the one thing I'm trying to champion for, for next year, for the 75th year. Everybody, everybody should be looking at that and doing something. I'm trying to gather a task force together, a coalition of the willing, right, that for everybody's show, like if you got something going on, that, that 26th of July is one time to do it. But I'm trying to do it bigger and better and have one event every month. So corporate, church, Lions Den, Crucial Convo, whoever has a platform, we should all recognize that. And I'll drop you some information on my phone that I'm that I'm pushing out. It's got the executive order website. It's got everything. But yeah, this is a remarkable time. And so my Crucial Convo that I'm hosting um, on the 25th, so the month next month, well, two Mondays from now, we're gonna bring in some historians. I'll bring in a Colonel Aries Minster. Um, Asala, if you know the organization that Carter G. Woodson founded for Black History Month. Uh, the mm -hmm. name of the organization is the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. So their executive director is going to be on Crucial Convo as well. And we're going to get an opportunity to talk about that executive order and then all start planning for the 75th anniversary of the order that integrated the military. I know I've been talking a lot, so I'll pause here on the mm -hmm. line. Shoot. Oh no, listen, all of that. I, I, look, I don't have my, my my sound effects, my ding ding dings going on, man. But yeah. look, shot out. Wait, but look, I heard you talk a little bit about the conversations. You, you want to tell the, the audience about what the crucial conversations is and, and, and what, what kind of kick started that. So it was high COVID. I was even from being the joint base commander there at Charleston. Um, and I uh, was in a hotel room and people started calling, wanting to get advice. It was right after George Floyd's death and everybody wanted advice about how do we talk about this or should we not talk about it? And so I was inundated with phone calls, I think for, the, for two full days, you know, I was, other wing commanders were calling me friends and then also airmen and guardians at other bases that nobody was saying anything about it. So it was silence out there. And so... Uh, me and, and Colonel Felicia Burks got together and said, let's do something about it. Uh, she kicked off a conversation. I joined in on the second one, and we've been off to the races. We started with uh, conversations for airmen, focused on airmen who need to vent or get ideas about uh, what to do. And then we had one for commanders, and we would just rotate you know, those. So twice a month, we've been going since Lois Floyd's death, the second and the fourth Mondays we meet. And then now is uh, no longer just focused on airmen and commanders. Uh, and we have a whole bunch of things that we talk about uh, there. The conversation that's coming up 
uh, on tomorrow is about neurodiversity, a topic that I didn't mm. know anything about. And it's pretty much, you know, airmen who are on the spectrum. You know, we get airmen in our formation, but me as a leader, and I've been, you know, serving for some 30-some years, and I never knew how to lead. Uh, in our previous crucial convo, we had the Office of Diversity and Inclusion at the secretary level. So the FDS in charge of all the diversity stuff, and her whole staff was on, and they were just sharing the progress they were making. And one uh, person kept bringing up this neurodiversity. And at least so how the Lord works on stuff with me, he gave it to me three or four times. So I heard it then that night. I Googled the dude, found out he was a master sergeant. Uh, I went into a meeting the next day with some senior leaders. They were talking about it on different ways, different topics. Uh, when I got home that night, that, that master sergeant had eat, link, hit me up on LinkedIn. I, I responded that morning. He called me. We spent an hour. And he said things like this, that, you know, when he grew up, he was never a part of a team. You know, nobody, because he was different. Him and his son are on a spectrum. And he's like, the Air Force came to him and said, hey, um, we want to make you part of this team. And the team was called the Air Force. And he scored high on the ASVAB, so the marriage kind of made it heaven. He wanted to be on the team. We asked him to join our team. And so everything was good, but then when he comes inside the service, then we may not know how to um, how to lead those airmen. So it's our opportunity to have a conversation uh, about that topic, about, you know, everybody who need, who belongs in the Air Force should feel welcome. Uh, mm -hmm. And what's our responsibility as leaders to take care of those folks in our formation? So I hope to have a robust conversation. We'll have some recruiters on, some people from Surgeon Generals on. Uh, and it's not to take a side, but it is to pause and say, let's listen to people who are in our formation and hear some of the things they're dealing with so we all can be more informed. So we, But we've been doing great. We did men's grooming standards. So I see somebody rocking some facial hair right there. So I'm look, retired, though. So. <laughs> but look, but yeah. look we have to ask the original question, what's wrong with hair on the face? Mm -hmm. Right. And we got rumors about why. And, you know, some people, as you know, um, have skin conditions. So we had a really good conversation, about 300 people on that call, uh, airmen, soldiers, sailors, the Marine, all with stories about how in some ways they've been held back because of the stigma mm -hmm. of facial hair. Uh, we had uh, Chief Wright, the former Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force on, telling the story that he changed his opinion. He, when he was in, he was a gifted. Now he's for it. We had another uh, current serving lieutenant general that was on too. So there's a lot of movement there to have a lot of conversations. And so the platform is just a place where we find great topics and things that we think we can illuminate mm. and share. We invite those people on and have a really good conversation. I had one on critical race theory. I had two of them mm. on. It's been a outstanding. Just like the Lions Den is an opportunity for people to come in and have a conversation. I'm trying to be like my brother there and do the same thing on crucial. That's big. It's huge. All right, Larry. All right, that's a, that's a, he dropped a lot there. He dropped a lot. I'm dropping, All right, so we're it. doing. <laughs> so we're doing dropping. current topics now, right? Hold, hold, I got a question for him before we get to that. Go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, so I got a question, hey, sir. So I, I I see you said that y'all started the crucial crucial uh. Was crucial comp was it? instead of crucial combo? There's a book out there. We just shortened it to convo. Okay, yeah, so y'all started. He was, about to, he was about to say crucial conflict. Is yeah, I about, about hay in the middle of the barn. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, y'all 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 start, man. I think that's a beautiful thing, especially uh, considering the climate. And then we had COVID, so you had a whole bunch of airmen just sitting in the house, and then you had that happen. So it's like you know, who do we talk to about it? So I commend. Uh, you leaders for for putting that, that out there for them. So not only that, but it did spark a whole bunch of stuff that we started talking about diversity a lot. You know, that was like one of the main topics towards the end of my career was how do we do this? You know, diversity, inclusion, diversity, inclusion. There was a lot of people that wasn't feeling that message. They wasn't feeling that mantra. Uh, I, for one, definitely wasn't one of those. But my um my question, my question was, when that that being said and then we had that that report that came out uh about how there was disparity and punishment for uh minority minority male airmen compared to their uh their white counterparts uh all that stuff happening you think with the changes that you guys are are doing now the the focus that y'all have now are y'all seeing positive like real positive 
results from this? I am. So the reason why we had the diversity office on is to give a, re- a update on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, one way I use the platform in some ways is for accountability. You know, if, if something's going on across the force, I can ask people to come on and say, hey, why don't you share what you all are doing about it? And so I do. Uh, but, you know, I live in somewhat of a vacuum being in the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. The real test is going to be at wing X or base X. How is that airman being treated? Right. But what we did is we did, you know, offer up that now if anybody gives any kind of punishment, letter of admonishment, anything from the highest to the lowest, it is documented the race of the person who is giving it and the gender and the race of the person who is receiving it as well. So that's one way to illuminate it, right? Because I think what the report kind of found is that it wasn't that, you know, that people weren't, that the Lord, that there were not facts to be able to prove that somebody did something wrong. What was happening is that those facts weren't equally being attributed to everybody. It was being targeted for whatever reason, whether it was biased or whether it was deliberate. But, you know, because people are different, you may, supervisors may give a pass to this person and, mm-hmm. and then want to throw the book at another person, right? Uh, and those biases and inequities are what we're trying to stamp out by having, you know, the conversation. You know, the one thing I think that at least I saw and I continue to hear from random people is that even when they went on this trip, you had airmen who identify, you know, when the, when the people came and asked questions, you know, you had white airmen saying, hey, this black airman here is better than me. He, he, he teaches me how to do whatever job they were doing. But every time, you know, somebody, um, there's a DV or a tour, they put me out in front, right? So what I'm hearing now, time and time again, is that the new generation is just not having it. You know, the new generation is calling, you know, calling things out for what they are. And mm-hmm. that is reassuring, you know, as we talk about change, is that the younger generation, at least what I'm getting, uh, and there's, I don't have a lot of data on that, but they are speaking out, you know, on behalf of their airmen. And so that gives me, you know, at least some hope for the future uh, about the change that we desire inside the military. Yes, sir. I, I agree with that. Be, uh, with the with the younger with the younger squad now, it just seems like with with all the access to social media and everything that's coming out on a daily basis, a lot of people are more looking to be on the right side of history. So yeah, I agree. Like it it, it is it is a definite switch. Yeah, we so. So what are so I don't even know the format. How many people do we have on? I can't even see anything. I don't because I'm I'm probably yeah. in the guest host area. But give me a layout because this is my first time on in the DM. What's going on? We got right. about, go go ahead, go ahead, Herm. We got about right now about fifteen or more or more so people watching live. Mm-hmm. But then also, uh, you know, this will air for for a few days after we we go off, and so people will be watching it. Whenever okay. they feel like watching it, and, and all we have over about ten thousand, ten thousand uh, uh, viewers mm-hmm. for our shows, okay. right? And and then outside of that too, right after we're done, individuals are able to listen to it anywhere okay. and everywhere at you know any given time. So it's like on demand right after this. So, but that's what you think I need to do for my crucial combo, right? Is make it a podcast because <laughs> I, I listen. Hey, so look, we, we'll talk about it. I, I really think that is, in, I think it's a great way for you to not just have the conversations, but other individuals can understand the 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 dealings of right. you know how like-minded individuals come together. You know, like a mastermind, but right. then they can tell that hey, there's things that's going on that they may not be able to you know be a part of, and but now they can. You see. Okay. Yeah. And also, I mean, with that crucial convo, I mean, y'all felt like there was a need that needed to be filled. And and there you go, you know, because there's people with all these questions and, you know, a lot of people will always have the same question, you know, so why not, why not put it on a show for people to uh, listen to? That's yep. right. You know, so, 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 so speaking real and candid, a lot of times what I'm trying to do is not become the target, right? Because you know, you get a platform and then put people are sniping at you. Oh, yeah. So there was a little fear in the beginning about how we roll this out and 
you know, I started with a whole bunch of senior leaders there and I didn't want their careers to get, you know, tanked as well. So there's a lot of, you know, nuance into what I'm trying to do um, as far as just having the conversation and trying to, you know, during COVID and after, you know, it was a time for reflection, right? And, you know, my reflection was, did I do my part, you know, when I was an officer to tell my truth? Right. You know, I'm born in Tuskegee, Alabama, grew up in the South. Okay. You know, a lot of, you know, history I've seen and, and her, you know, with my parents, uh, my mom, grandmother and stuff. And uh, and I probably did not do my part in telling my story and my truth, partially reason because I thought it may not be accepted. And so now at this stage of life, you know, I want to just make sure that because if we don't like if the people who have the story don't tell it then the rest of america will never know right. and, and and you know what too to add to that if you don't tell your story that means that gives someone else the opportunity to to change the narrative put the yeah. remix on it you get what i'm saying and so with that being said that's kind of how the lion's den was created so we will come together we knew our truth and we knew how beneficial it was to airmen or even to us as far as gentlemen. But then it, then we had to look at it and say, are we being more of a disservice than a service? Because we're not putting it in a position where individuals can no kidding hear, hear this and, 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 and do it unapologetically. You right. see what I'm saying? Because you and I both know just because your intent may be pure, somebody else may pick it up and flip it and everything say, oh, look, you ain't supposed to say that because you're a senior right. or because you're, right. but hold on, I'm a man first. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and we're all in this big thing together. You know what I mean? Yep, definitely. I commend y'all for what y'all doing. I mean, it's, I know it's hard. I mean, we, we host only, how often do you all host? Every week? Every week. Every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we I, used to I, do it two days a week. Oh, yeah, oh, during wow. COVID. Yeah, we was getting it. <laughs> I mean, I know what it takes to put on, you know, what y'all doing, right? Because I, I go twice a week, and I know it's challenging, especially with the material and guests, mm-hmm. people, you know, keeping it interested. So I commend you for, for the longevity, you know, that you all have, you know, with, with, with what you're trying to do. Always having a platform is hard. And uh, when we got down to some lower numbers, as people started to open up, I was like, maybe we should – we should stop or cancel. So, and I get a chance to promote a lot of people. I went, so when I came there to your spot, I was promoting Brandy. So um, Brandy mm-hmm. got promoted. I went into into your castle, your kingdom there, the VFW, uh, and everybody was talking about you. Uh, and so that day when I was, uh, after the promotion, I was standing in the receiving line mm-hmm. and we had, had had a couple of forums on women. And this lady came by and said, oh, I, I was, I was, I, I saw you on a panel or something. She didn't say virtual. So I'm thinking that she was, was in person. And she said something like, right, Pat. And I was going to say, no, nah, that wasn't me. But she said, no, um, you, um, it was a women's panel. And you said this, you said that if, um, if there's a job that's out there, an opportunity that's out there, that um, women will wait until there's 10 criteria women will wait until they got like nine or 10 of those criteria before they will launch and apply for the job but men may have one or two and they'll go interview so mm-hmm. I, I did say that's that, me. And, I remember, and i remember that and i say oh yeah you must have been on crucial convo and she said oh yeah that's where i was and i was like well yeah and i, I was thinking about like canceling that and she was like no don't do it I'm, I'm telling you this story because that next week after you said that i applied for a job and now i'm a gs14 because Boom. and i was like man right and she was tearing up i was tearing up but you know it was this time where it's like you know you never know what you all are doing with the mm. lion what impact it may be making on somebody's life um you you may never know right so just keep doing what you're doing you may not get the feedback about it, but if somebody gets a message from, from here, it may change their perspective, it may change their life, it may change their movement. And that is very powerful. So I just want to commend y'all for what y'all are doing. Uh, there may be, as you know, some low days and the high days, but um, I know I'm sure there's somebody out there finding value in what you all are doing. So just want to give y'all a big thumbs up for that. Appreciate that. 
Appreciate it. And you're absolutely right, man. It, it is hard. It is hard. And you know what? And the fellas can, and can attest to this. And I'm going to ask Larry, man, how many times did you even think about, like, yo, are we doing the right thing? And like, are we, like, what are we really, really doing? Have you ever thought about that as we've been going on? We're going on our third year. Yeah, I did. I think probably midway through our second year, I was like, man, we gonna run out of topics and people to, you know, because we only know so many people. And <laughs> it's like, it just keep going and keep going and keep going. And then the the real gratification, I think, is what, what the general said, is when you get folks that catch you offline. Because folks don't understand the conversations that are had offline with folks that really watch the show. It's amazing. People come up to me all the time and say, hey, I know you from somewhere. You Facebook uh, uh, famous or something. You know, if you walk around Scott, they say that all the time. It's like, you know people just from the show, and it's amazing because they really tune in. And we may not see them live right now, but they can tune in, you know, afterwards. And they tell us, keep talking, you know, what that topic y'all talked about yesterday or whatever it was. Hey, I can relate to that. I'm glad you guys pointed that out and put that on. So that's just, just and that goes back to, to the general, sir. With, with what you're doing, the, the critical combo. I'm glad y'all having those conversations at your level while you're still mm-hmm. active and it, for the ones that are retired because it needs to be had to make, make it better, I guess, or make it a more of an improvement and a recruiting tool for those to come after us. So when we hang it up, we still got an Air Force to run or an Army or whatever it is to run. So we can't just be operating off the old ways. We don't want to pressure her because, well, that's always been the Army way. Yeah. Man, they better not do it. They better not do yeah. it soon, though, man. I'm gonna be mad if they do it. They gotta wait about six years after I retire before they go here and let them do it. Man. You still gonna be mad though, whenever they do it. You still gonna be mad. Man, but no. anyway, that's all I got to say on that. I, I, I really glad y'all having those conversations and really, really, really involving the airmen in these conversations as you go through these panels to give the testimony. Because that is that right. that is, that'll work wonders as we go and move forward. That's true, and then also too, it shows that hey no matter what it is that i do right this may not this may not be who i am so to speak so sometimes people's eyes are so focused on the rank and everything all oh, they they don't understand what it means no we do because we're still human do you get what i mean so but by having those conversations i believe brings a certain level of humility mm-hmm. to the uniform and to let airmen know soldiers are no matter where they are in life even spouses like wait a minute they really are hearing us Right. You see, or this is really a thing, or this is a thing, even in a professional organization such as the, you know, the military or the Air Force. You know what I mean? So I think right. it's dope. What you was gonna say, her man? Look how far we've come, right? I came in. I came in in 1999. You think I ever mm-hmm. thought as an airman I was going to be able to reach out to a general to voice my concerns about anything? I better get my ass behind that grill. You know what I mean? There, there was there was never no. I never thought that I would reach out on Facebook and I'd be talking to the chief master sergeant of the Air Force about what's bothering me, and they're really listening. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think the I think the way that we progress, you know what I'm saying, the way people have became accessible accessible is some of the big reasons why we're able to see the change that we're seeing because we are listening more to our younger people that are coming in, man. Uh, it's not the same how it was back in the day, which, you know, I, you know, our, our, our time has its charm and had its value as well, but you know, nobody's really checking to see what my, you know, what my complaint was. They wanted to make sure I was out there shoveling the snow in negative 60 degrees in Allison Air Force Base, Alaska. They ain't care what my problem was, <laughs> what I thought. So I, I, man, it's just so refreshing to see that, you know, now we got a general with, with crucial convo where, where people could reach out and talk to them. And get advice from them as an airman. Come on now, yeah. really? That's just beautiful. You know, you talked about being on a grill. So I came in in '87 in Woo. the army, and I was a cook in the army. Oh, okay, '92, get down. Yep, mm-hmm. I came in as an E1, um, and I'm about to. But I, I'm, I'm about to wrap up soon because I need to get back. I'm sure my dinner is, is getting cold on the table back at the restaurant. <laughs> Whatever. But, um. I came in as an E1, and when I go back in, I'm going to tell General Greg this, is that I, my basic training was at Fort La- Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, mm-hmm. and then my AIT for, for cook school was at Fort Lee. Fort Lee. That's going to be named after him. It's why my AIT. And then I went to Fort Bragg and served, and then I got um, activated, went got out, went directly into an Army Reserve unit. It was a hospital unit, and then Desert Storm kicked off uh, you know, and and got pulled out of school. So I started school, got pulled out, 
and then I went to Fort Benning, Georgia, and I did my activation time there. And then I came back and got into uh, Air Force ROTC, and that's how I got my commission. But I just said that to say is that, you know, I've been the airman in the corner or the, or the soldier in the corner mm-hmm. that people ignored, you know, because I was a cook. People thought that, you know, um, whatever about my level of education, right, all those things uh, and proves that, you know, if you got a plan, if you want to do something, if if you got God in the path that's pushing you behind the wings, that like you can grow up and do anything. Uh, so for all for all the folks that have been the cooks or been at the lower echelon of providing service in the military, um, there is no um, future that you cannot achieve. It is all just up to you. Surround yourself with, you know, like-minded people and they will get behind you. And your job is to just keep, keep hopeful uh, and also making sure that you all are doing uh, the best you can in your work, just like you gentlemen are doing right here uh, in the lion's den. So I do want to th- thank you for the opportunity to come on and say a few words. Uh, if you want to have me back when I, when I, because this got skills are kind of wrong after this thing, but if I can get a chance to come back and, and share something else, but I do want to just uplift you all. So my leadership tenets are listen, lift, and love. If you remember back then, General Lindemann had the same thing back when he was in there, Scott, uh, is that we should listen to all people. We should lift all people up and at the foundation of everything do. We should walk and talk with the spirit of love. And I think if we all did that, you know, the world would be a better place. We have to guard ourselves against Facebook and also the social media because I do believe that our enemies are using this as a tool to wedge Americans against Americans. Absolutely. And so we have to be smarter than our own hate. We cannot let the things that we all individually hate um, cause us to go against the Americans, no matter what race, creed, or color they are. That is a dangerous proposition for the future of America. Uh, and we all have to be smarter than our own hate. So love is the counter to hate. So I hope everybody's listening. Uh, we'll look at life differently. Uh, try to talk to people in person that you don't know. Uh, and that's the challenge. The challenge is, is to, uh, on some of the days, you know, go to a different church. If, you, if, every, if all of us read the same books, go to the same church, keep the same friends, you know, do the same thing. We would never learn anything new, never. Right. And to me, the, the the cure for all of this is my three C's. And that is remain curious about things that you don't know. Remain more curious about things you think you know. I think the deepest learning that we can get is when we challenge the things that we already know. People already have think they know about other races, but they don't. So you have to dig deeper into the things that you don't know. The second thing is being courageous. Have the courage, the courage to, to go up to somebody as a stranger and, and start a conversation with them about something uh, you don't know. And the third C is do that with compassion. Because some of these sensitive topics, you know, it's easy for it to, to pop off real quick and now you're down a negative path. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you remain curious, if you remain courageous, uh, and if you uh, walk with that compassion for others, I think we, as all Americans, uh, will be better. We, we have to remember, we've done this dance before called the Civil War. That didn't work out for anybody. Nobody. Right? So I want more diversity in the wall, but at the same time, I want a, 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 a better America. And we all have to ask ourselves this question. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Do, do you, you want to be right about what you and I agree? We may agree on something. But it's not at the cost of our nation because that is going to be a deadly formula if we do get to that day. And everybody sees the polarization happening. Everybody sees the temperature increasing. So I ask each one of you, what are you going to do to to, to make a a drop in the ocean and create waves of change? What are you going to do to cool the temperatures of the waters? Because there is a proverbial frog in some pot and it's about to boil. And I think we all can go back and see Charlottesville insurrection in the capital we'll, we'll all be able to say every individual thing that's happened in the past but then the water is going to be boiling out of the pot and, and it's going to be too late right. so i'm on a i'm on a mission to say let's move forward together with love absolutely and i'll leave y'all with that forward together with love even at the cost of compromise even at the cost of some things i'm passionate about 
if we do not move forward together with love, our nation could be uh, in a place that we don't want to be. Again, gentlemen, thank y'all for what y'all do. Look forward to wrapping with y'all again, okay? Right on. Appreciate you. Appreciate Thanks for coming on, sir. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yes, yes. All right, out here. Yep. And like you said, y'all, compassion. Compassion for it together, right? With compassion mm -hmm. and love. And also being unapologetic. Hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls, and then we're going to come right back, y'all. Don't go nowhere. This is the Lions Den. Get together, all right? Make sure you share this. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Seth with the Lions Den. Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable? Check out the Black Collar Mindset, the art of strategic thinking. It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way. Go to theblackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today. Again, the website is theblackcollarmindset.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Let's get it together. Yo, yo, y'all. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back, y'all, to the Lions Den. So I know I talked about it very, very briefly, but the reason why I'm out of town and not in the basement is because I'm in San Antonio with the Air Force Wounded Warriors, y'all. I'm here connecting with them, helping them to get their life together so and mine as well by introducing the Black Collar Mindset thought process and the theory and just giving some motivation, some connectivity for our wounded warriors. And the thing is, is not all uh, wounds are visible. Some are invisible. And as you can open up your mind and connect with individuals, you can help them to realize that they are too resilient by using your own voice and your own passion to do that. So, but anyway, y'all, that's what we got going on. So look, y'all, we got this, we have a lot of stuff that's popping. What you about to say, bro? Man, one thing I got a question to the general about, right? right? He said, would you rather be right or happy? Why can't I be both? <laughs> I'll be right and happy all the time. Hey, shout out to my, my mother-in-law out yes. there. Hey, now. Yeah. Hey. hey, so you know what? Look, that that, that sounds like an old uh, 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 marriage advice. Listen, yep. do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? That <laughs> will be going to bed upset and, 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 and just pulling this right it's because they wanted to be right you yeah be right you right. nut but anyway <laughs> yeah so let's ahead, get to man. it larry man so man what, what's been going on man what's been going on in the in the in, in the city man what, what's what's been grinding your gear hey man there's a lot going on there's a lot that's grinding my gears but here's one that's, that's gonna get you all right in the state of texas the texas board education members are trying to change the curriculum for kindergartners through second grade. They're trying to take the word slavery out of the curriculum and replace it with involuntary relocation to describe <laughs> slavery. Can y'all believe that? Wait, they're trying to replace the word slavery with involuntary relocation for kindergartners through second grade, man. Hey, man. If I push you from one side of the room to another, that's an involuntary relocation. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not close to what slavery is, man. But but <laughs> what I don't what I don't understand, and and I read the article, and they they, they didn't even explain why. Like, why, man? Why it's it's that it's that whole it's that whole you know we want everybody to feel good. You know what I'm saying? Don't want nobody to feel a certain way. Don't want to hurt nobody feeling. Yeah. So you they don't want to explain slavery. To some kindergartens and some to second graders, they think it's too young for them to know that you know what I'm saying stuff was messed up. But look, yeah. check this out. You remember what happened in that one school when they was talking about the slave trade and everything like that? They had a mock slave. Yeah, election. they you did. I've been busting ass in that school, bro. So it's like <laughs> it's almost like people don't think about the secondary and tertiary orders of effects when they're trying to teach. So, but you removing it is not going to make it better. No. Hey, wait, hold on. You changing the word from a janitor to a uh what is it a technical uh, uh sanitary engineer yeah. <laughs> if you I put that on my resume and it's probably good hey yeah. you clean them toilets you clean them toilets so but what right. I think we try to do is by changing the name is softening the blow but what's yeah. happening is when you do that you're taking away a level of that uh validity of what it is 
You see what I'm saying? Slavery. And listen, if you look throughout history, if, if that's what you want to do, change it for everything. Yeah. Uh-oh. I don't think they want that. What you think about that, though, huh? Think that makes sense? <laughs> oh, 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 Patrick, that's coming. Don't, don't worry. We, we, hey, you, I don't know about the role versus where. I don't know if we're going to have time for that, but the McSibling is coming. But yeah. back to what we were saying, man. I think that when they do the, the water, watering it down, you know what I mean? Watering the in, indentured servitude was the Irish cats, though. Right. See, they try to act like that was the same as the other the the right. slavery black yeah. folks went through. Right. I'm right. like, y'all still haven't produced me a photo or anything that shows, you know what I'm saying? Irish cats getting beat to death, they they wives getting raped and all that, getting mutilated. Y'all right. have not been able to produce that, you know what I mean? So I think it's just about watering it down and slowly trying to rewrite history to mm-hmm. make it phase it all the way out like it never even happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we, we got to keep stay vigilant and be watching that kind of crap, man, because, uh, you know, I, involuntary relocation is you go get put in the corner. I don't want to go there. Bruh, no. You know what I'm saying? Listen, look, <laughs> hey, I, no. it ain't got nothing to do with the work, the work y'all put me through and the, the beatings y'all gave me. You know what I mean? What's that got to do with it? Right. Hey, hey, here's my other plug. Here's my other little shameless plug for Netflix because Netflix been doing some awesome documentaries, right? And it's kind of yeah. talked about this too. I don't know if y'all watched it yet, but it's called Who Are We? Um, and it talks about it's called uh, Who Are We? A Chronicle of Racism in America. It's okay. the best hour and a half, two hours of your life. It's a, a black lawyer. He's given a history. I'm talking about from the start to where we are today. And he has an immaculate way of talking about it. Check it out and, and understand. And you'll see what he's, he was talking about, trying to rewrite history. Be careful with yep. that. So so. so before we go on to the next one, so we, we all we all in, in agreement that involuntary Involuntary relocation is some BS, right? Yes. Hey, try to hey Lily Wilson says yeah. involuntary relocation is PCS. Yeah, especially if you PCS and me to North Dakota. Bro, hey. I guess that's like slavery now. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this out of line, man. This out of line. So, so yeah, we will be checking that on now. We appreciate Check it. it out, we ready for the next topic. Bro, I don't know, man. You ready this for thing, this thing was burning now. Disclaimer, we did find out it was a hoax. You know what I mean? It, it, it's something that there was a skit that uh baby mama does with his baby, with her baby father. And, you know, they make a lot of money doing it, but it does not eliminate the conversation of what happened. You know what I mean? And who's right and who's wrong. This video burnt up Facebook and the topic was nonstop. So we're going to play it for y'all and then we're going to talk about it. What's up? Because I'm gonna expose you. What? Because that don't look up that don't look enough for all my kids. That don't look enough for all my kids. What is that? This is one burger, one burger, one fry. Okay, what about my other kids? It ain't more than enough food in that bag for everybody. What about her other kids? That's not his kids now. Right. You know what I'm saying? What you think about that, Larry? You know what I'm saying? What about my other kids? That's not. That that's not her kids. What you think about that whole situation? So there's two ways I can look at this, right? Two ways. The first way is the, I guess the them ain't my kids way, right? <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not my issue. Them your kids. I'm only here to support my kids, right? That's the petty me, I guess. The more mature me would either do one or two things. I would either grab my child and take them to the restaurant to eat. That way they don't have to see them eat there. Yeah. Or I would just buy pizza for everybody, right? So there's two ways I can feel about it. Maybe the way she said it, the way she posted this video, it was like she would have got the petty side of me. But if she would have come and talked to me on an adult-like level, then maybe I could understand. Maybe I could understand don't bring the food with the kid there because you don't want... What I'm really afraid of is the kid getting ostracized and being, you know, basically picked on because your father brings food, our fathers don't. So you think you better... You know that happens. So that's how mm-hmm. I look at it. But overall... I'm not, a, I, I don't agree with her posting this video trying to make him look bad. She actually made herself look bad. So, here, this is what I would say, man. Even though this was in jest, this is not uncommon. You right. know what I'm saying? It happens a lot. And it's unfortunate that you have women and men that use things to create a wedge in between the, you know, the other parent 
and the child. It's just so it, it is so ridiculous. However, on that same stream, listen, it's either I'm gonna be able to take them out if I can and sneak them some food, blah, 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 blah. And if we get a, a happy meal, I just keep the toy. We just go keep it over my house. You dig what I'm saying? But I'm gonna make sure the basic needs are met. But you cannot, hey, say, well, if you take care of him, you need to take, because I got other kids. I got other, it's only you got other problems. You understand what I'm saying? That's not mine. I didn't contribute to that. However, I understand. Some people will say, well, look, that's just the, you know, just feed them all. I ain't have them all. I ain't make them all. You dig? So that's just me. That's just me. What you think, Herm? Yeah, man, I think, I think I'm going to answer, I'm going to answer what Lily said, but what here's what I think. I'm the kind of guy that's going to buy the food for all the kids. That's the kind of guy I am. But I don't think that should be a requirement for me. And it shouldn't be you entitled, you know what I'm saying? It's demanded or expected of me to do that. You know what I mean? Once you do that, then it's not going to make me want to do that. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'm not going to be the kind of guy that, that doesn't buy food for all the kids. But to this video, right? You know what I'm saying? It's not his responsibility to do that. If he were to do it, it, it it'd be nice. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't even let him come out of the car to come out of the house to come eat inside the car. You know what I mean? So it was a direct power play. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, it's either all or none. And like you said, it's not my responsibility to be there for all of them. I'm trying to be there for my kid. I'm trying to be there for my kid. And you prevented me from doing that. And keep this in mind too, man. Don't and you said something too that made some sense, and I want to touch on it just a little bit. You have gentlemen out there that want to do everything that they can, but then when not only do they have the system telling them, Well, listen, you got to pay X amount of money. Oh, and then by the way, if you want to do more, you can, but you need to do this. So again, that takes some of that away. Then yeah, keep this in mind, all depending on whatever, uh, what state you're in, that child may not have to be yours. Right. You still obligated. You see what I'm saying? So it's just so much going on in the world that you like, you really, really don't know. I think it's a case by case scenario. So James says, I wouldn't want to create a dissension between the other kids because of the of that moment. He says I would buy it at the moment, but there should be a constant. Uh, there shouldn't be a, a constant expectation of. So. Yeah. You know Hello? what you gonna say? I said what solves that is man. Make sure you take your kid to boxing and jujitsu lessons. You know what I'm saying? So in case it go down over some chicken nuggets, he be out there beating his siblings' ass. And hey. be done. You know what I mean? Hey, I eat my McDonald's. You sit over there. Your dad don't get you nothing. You know, and, and all that it really, all of that is a conversation piece. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Should should be, but then that's when ego comes in and hurt is still there, right? You don't want to have a conversation with your significant other or your past ex and say, "Hey, listen, let's do this." You know, I have like five or six other kids. You understand what I'm saying? So how can we do this? Because we want all the children to feel included but like if i'm able to provide a little bit more do that mean that all the rest of the kids benefit from what i'm able to provide for my one and you gotta stop the narrative talking about you ain't a real man if you don't do this right right that's the crap i was hearing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know yeah moral versus legal obligation always take the moral (laughs) high ground not always what if i can't afford the moral high ground right you know what i'm saying you know, what I'm it's saying? not it's not always going to be that easy. You know what I mean? What if I just wanted to? I don't like her kids. Right. What if I don't like them little mom? You know, say what if I don't like them? You know, so, uh, you know, it's pin in the bed. You know, it was pin in the bed and blaming it on the, my dog. The moral high ground <laughs> is taking care of your kid. Yeah. Number you know one. I mean? That's mm-hmm. the moral high ground. The mm-hmm. other stuff is just extra. You know what I'm saying? That's that's extra if I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Nice and stuff like that. But it doesn't make me any more morally right. It doesn't make me a better guy, a better man. It doesn't It doesn't do any of that stuff. Oh, my God. All right. So, look, she's done for the day. She <laughs> no, but she ain't lying, though. She is no. not lying. Yeah, but it goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. People, it goes both ways, though. but she ain't lying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she ain't lying. You do got to do a better job. Yeah. If you, if you, if you haven't, you haven't uh, babies with a woman who's a walking puppy meal, then yeah, you know what I mean? You gotta you gotta accept all that come with it. 
<laughs> oh my god. Hey, so hey, hey Larry, man, what was that show again? We got uh, someone that asked for it again. Uh it's called uh Who Are We? Mm-hmm. The documentary of uh, racism in America. Yes, who are we? It's who on Netflix. We? Or just yes. yeah. I tried to share it, but it wouldn't let me share the actual photo in the group in the group. Yeah, it's all good. Hey, so look, y'all, we got a real quick moment. So let's let's talk about this real quick. The young lady that's over in Russia right now. Um, oh yes. Okay. All right, I can't think of her name right. Brittany, Brittany, Brittany uh, Griner. Yes, yes, yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, y'all let us know what y'all think. Do you think that she is time for her to come back home? Do you think that now, because she's in that certain situation, she's being more patriotic than before? Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but she was a, uh advocate of not standing during the uh, mm-hmm. National Anthem. She was very pro well, against what America was about now, mm-hmm. and and I hate to say this, like you know, it, you know, but but you see it, it's on yeah, TV, yeah, right? So this yeah. is something that we we can talk about. This is what we do in the den, right? So y'all let us know what what do you think? You think now she's crying out for you know help and yeah. expecting that same country that she didn't publicly display respect for? Now she's looking for that same type. What you think, her? Man, I'd, if I was in Russian deal, I'd be crying out myself. You know what I mean? Here, here's my thing. Here's what I don't like. I don't like how this all of a sudden became America's problem. Like mm-hmm. America's wrong for this happening. Mm-hmm. Do I feel like she should be home? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I also feel like you got to watch what you're doing when you're inside these other countries because mm-hmm. they don't play with you. Mm-hmm. You think you think America's not fair? You think America's not fair to black people? Go to China and go to Russia and go to these other countries and see what's really was really good for you, you know what I mean? And so that's that's what she got to experience. So now she's writing a letter to President Biden talking about, you know, I voted for you, this, that, and the third. So if I get a speeding ticket, am I going to write the president and be like, hey, why am I getting a speeding ticket, man? I voted for you and all this happening. You know what I mean? So they're trying to make it about her. I'm probably real quick. They're trying to make it about her being a black woman, about her being gay, and that's the reason why we don't value her. What if it was LeBron James? LeBron James wouldn't have been put in that situation. Well, she only makes 220000 in the WNBA, so she was forced to go play basketball in Russia to make ends meet. 220000 dog. You know what I mean? And we got to stop using that word forced. <laughs> Nobody forced you to go over there play in Russia. You could have lived up that 220K. Involuntary. You know yeah. yeah, you ain't supposed to make as much money as LeBron. You don't you, you don't you don't pull in that kind of money. I'm off my box. <laughs> my my what, take you on think? It, <laughs> what you think? What you think, Larry? My, my my take on it, man, is first off, that's a ridiculous rule for Russia or law, whatever they have. Ten years for that kind of stuff, man, that's insane. But I I'll leave that at that. Uh she gotta be held accountable. She said she was packing really fast and put it in there, and unfortunately she got caught with it. Mm-hmm. True. But maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But man, I, I think this is like an eye opener for her, and it's an eye opener for a lot of people. Like, be careful what you say and what you wish for, right? Because everybody talks about how crazy America is and all this, you know, stuff and how righteous or unrighteous or whatever it is. And, and, and we got our own issues, but yep. there's other countries out here that's they're not at least up to our level when it comes to some sort of justice, right? Maybe in free speech. Like, you got to keep that stuff in mind. So. As I've done deployments and toured across this world, man, I can say there ain't no other place I'd rather be than America. They're not playing with you over there. They're not. So, I mean, I'm telling you, you got folks that really control your media, your cell phone, what you eat. They ration out food to you. And we can, you know, we complain about the things that we do, but it's a lot worse than other countries, man. Just keep that in mind. It's true. So, look, here, let me get these comments in. So, Lily said, is it possible she allowed special, well, she was allowed special treatment over the pri- uh, prior to this she says she doubt that this is the first time she brought the oil over there and then that they are using her as a political piece mm, I, I believe that possible. and here's patrick he says if she was an nba player i do believe she would be home however wow. she had she had drugs in her luggage and now she's under russian law all right less russian drug laws i'm not familiar mm-hmm those rules but i can imagine they are sure. not as kind especially to black people so sure. that's something that you got to consider go ahead yeah Mark. yeah but how do you, patrick because why do you think if he, if she was an nba player they'll be she'll be home you know because here's the thing you know russia russia don't care about we we they at war right now I don't care about none of that 
You know what I mean? They are talking about trading Brittany Griner for the hashish, hashish oil. Talking about Russia might want the merchant of death back for her. If you release this guy that was responsible for all, you know, he was an arms dealer, responsible for all kind of deaths all over the world, because that's who we got in jail, in the American jail. They talking about, it was a rumor, you know, I don't know how true it is that that's who Russia's asking to get back for Brittany Griner. You think that we should make that trade? You know what I mean? He's the merchant of death. We going to give them give him back for somebody that had a she a she spoil? You think that's in the best interest of public safety? No, nah, man. I and I don't think being an NBA player to being anybody, you know what I'm saying, is going to make it any better. You know what I mean? Like what can the United States do to get a, get anybody back right now? You know what I mean? What can they do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good points. It's all good points. But I guess, look, the bottom line is this, man. <clears throat> There's always going to be different perspectives, right? And, and 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 different things that's going on. And let me see. She says they want him for Brittany and another military guy to be released. Yeah, I think he was a former cop. Yeah. A former cop that was in there for spying. You know right. what I mean? Right, right, right. right. Yeah. I got, you know what I'm saying? Afraid, but then at the same time, a life is a life. You see, so what they're doing is they're using bargaining chips. And so, but what I know what we're doing is we're trying to uh, put different pieces into why she should be home, right? Yeah. Versus what she did wrong. You yeah. get what I'm saying? It's almost like us, you know, going hard. And I'm not saying us in general, but I mean our our community. Going, in, going hard for somebody that shot somebody in the streets and saying, like, yo, we need to free him. Wait, for what? For what? Wait, hold on. Did he do it? <laughs> hey, hate the sound this way. Like, listen, I don't want to say, hey, everybody that's in jail need to be in there. But did you do the crime? That Let's think about it like that. Oh, well, you know, it's just little crime. Okay, little crime. Ah, okay. But now you're in a different situation. So what are we really going hard for? Oh. You know what I'm saying? We can't make this our own political thing or, or our own civil issue when it's really black and white. Was this right? No. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Am no. I hard? Am I wrong? What y'all think? You're not wrong. The thing is, they need to stop making it about if she was not a black gay woman, she would be back. The thing is, the Democrats are the one that's in charge right now. And that's part of their platform that's mm -hmm. part of their political platform is the lgbtq diversity that's all written in their stuff you know what i mean and this is the reason why you know what i'm saying majority of the black community vote for democrats so you don't think that joe biden and them is trying to do whatever they can to get her back short of selling america all the way out you know what i mean yeah they're trying but they it's not like they, they can't force russia to do it you know what i mean no matter how you know no matter how the optics look so I don't know why, you know, our country is getting attacked to make this happen. You know what I'm saying? When I'm pretty sure that they're doing whatever they can to make it happen. Who knows, man? Hey, you know, there's so many different things going out there. And, and I believe that, too. That individuals in positions want to utilize our emotions and see what we gravitate to. For example, if I wanted to run for Congress, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start twerking. Who knows? You're going to twerk on your head. I'm going to do a handstand. One hand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But look, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Lions Den, y'all. So we appreciate y'all being on. Big Larry, what's your final word, homie? Hey, final words, man. What do you say? Live, love, enjoy life, man. That's really yeah. what it is. Stay, Try to stay as happy as you can and Keep that negative energy away from me. Bad juju. Mm -hmm. I feel you. I feel you. Big harm. Final word is for me, this one, for this show. Not everything is about being a victim. Sometimes things happen and a person got to pay the consequence. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not because of who you are as a person and your, your, your background and all that stuff. That's not the reason why you're there. Sometimes you're there because you put yourself there. Mm. All right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So stop with that victimhood mentality. And you know what I'm saying? Develop a winner's mentality. Yeah, it is. Yo, and look, y'all, my final word is not only do I love y'all and appreciate y'all, but hey, you are important. Don't let anyone say that you can't do or be whoever it is that you want to be. It's not about your position, right? As far as what you do, it's about your purpose. Why are you doing the things that you do? And with that, I bid y'all adieu. This is the Lion's Den. We'll holler at y'all. Y'all be good. One. Thank you.
We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show.